2: I'm
1: strong and get this my dad. Okay. Uncle Sam, I want to know what you're doing with taxi. Okay, where was that when I said that? They're
3: loco. I kind of was a we Are just going to make up rules as we go along? Show some
4: R E S P I C T. Uh, anyway, I'll tell you this. I'm going to start at an 11. I'm going to take
3: it to about a 15 real quick.
4: Uh, Who wouldn't want an opportunity to talk to Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty? Well, uh,
2: Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty, who host the popular uh, radio talk show, ask the same question of their listeners, and here's their
1: response. They incorrectly remembered what happened, or dismembered, if you will. I give you America itself!
4: This is Ed McMahon, and now... He is Armstrong and
1: Getty.
3: me like that I'm not going to be a slave to the clock man
4: I'm not going to run just because the clock says run man <laughs> dimly lit room etc etc under the tutelage of our general manager uh, General Stanley McChrystal our guest in
3: about uh, 55 minutes looking forward to talking to the general
4: yeah you remember he got fired for that Rolling Stone article when Obama was president remember that whole thing that big, little too frank. Yeah, we'll, we'll revisit that. I'm tell you what I'm giddy about. How about Hillary Clinton in an interview hinting that she might run for president, and that's no accident. She chooses her words very, very carefully. Hillary Clinton is going to determine after the midterms a week from now whether or not she's going to run. Yes.
2: Yes. Yes. Yes.
3: And if. I'm a so nine hundred foot manifestation of Satan, shooting fire out of its eyes and arse, it demands her running. She's go- she's going to run. Is that is that
4: her standard? Ah, uh, well. I,
3: how will how will the midterm clarify that for her?
4: Well, it sure looked like a trial balloon to me, like the classic trial balloon. She floated it out there to see how people would react. Give me my rifle. Give me my rifle. I'll and, take care of that trouble. Quotes from heavyweights of the Democratic Party immediately were uh, t- uh, sent. Message was sent. Don't even think of it. We'll hit you with those coming up. Which we'll of those coming up. She, she, nobody wants her to run. That, 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 I, she is so delusional. I,
3: you know, I... I, I mean, I, Republicans do, but... I hate to even admit this. Many listeners remember this. In fact, one beloved listener even made me a T-shirt with these words. I was advocating for chaos and ugliness back in 2016, and I got it in spades. I got it more than I wanted. I'm like some sort of Shakespearean myth or some sort of Grimm's fairy tale. If Hillary were to run again, though, that would be
4: delightful. Well, she couldn't get the nomination; not a chance. But anyway, we'll
3: tell but you what she to,
1: could run. What
4: Democrats are saying about all that coming up. Um, let's introduce everybody in the squad. We'll start over there with our board operator, Michelangelo, pressing buttons, flipping toggles, pulling levers. Hi this morning, Michael.
2: I'm doing okay. I'm trying to save money. I'm always looking. I'm really uh, looking at my budget. Sure. And going through things and Frugal. saying oh, yeah." Trying trying to say where where can I cut costs? You know, to get get a little extra cash. And I'm really trying to save on food, and so I went over to a place with, ends in the word Mart, and um, I said, you know, just, it's not the greatest working conditions or shopping conditions, I guess you would say, but... Just suck it up. It's the same food. It's cheaper. It's just ignore what's around you. And that's kind of what I'm trying to do. I know? go to
4: the Walmart all the time. You're acting like you are a profiling courage for having gone to the <laughs> yeah, Walmart no kidding. I know. No I, kidding? I, I
2: shouldn't be that way. No, you shouldn't.
4: It's I a really little
2: shouldn't. elitist. Did your tuxedo
3: get soiled? Yeah, no kidding. Wow. I know it is. I've got to quit. Wow, thinking this out. is shocking. Sorry you had to be among common people. It's, it's not
4: that trying to walk into a Walmart. Good stories to tell down at the Yacht Club, though.
0: <laughs> uh, there is Positive Sean, whose smile lights up the room. How are you, Sean? Doing very well, but not nearly as well as one Nigel Richards, a.k.a. the greatest Scrabble player to ever shake up a bag of tiles. He has won his fourth world championship over the weekend, which he can add to his five U.S. national championships, in addition to his multiple French-language Scrabble title, titles, which he doesn't even speak. Soccer blue. He, uh, he is a Malaysian-based New Zealander. Uh, he looks exactly like you would think a five-time world Scrabble champion looks. <laughs> and uh, he, the, the final word that, that secured the victory... Groutier, uh, from grouty meaning cross, sulky, or surly, earned him 68 points. Yeah, it does help to
4: know all the words that exist in the world and it's, it's put your letters in the form of that. And everybody says, What the hell is that? Yeah, the guy's just a god at memorization, obviously. It's a sauce you put on an Italian fe- pheasant dish. What? Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. You say so.
0: You are moved, peasant. <laughs> <laughs>
4: Um, There's Marshall Phillips, who uh, does our news every day, and he's never been to a Walmart. How are you, Marshall? They're very true. Well, once again, gentlemen, I have bowed to pressure.
2: I went out yesterday and bought a couple of those big bags of candy for Halloween. Mm-hmm. And once again, I will put them in a large bowl by the front door. And I will wait by the door, and once again, I will probably not have any trick or treaters show up
4: at all. Do you turn on your lights so people know there's someone home? I
2: do turn on the lights till at least six thirty, and six <laughs> uh, thirty. Well, that's late for me, and uh, <laughs> you know nobody comes by, and so the next day I bring in all the candy for everybody in the newsroom. Yeah, you know, six six thirty
4: shutting her down a little early. I really
2: ought to try though, just making up a bowl of cream corn like Jack used to do,
4: and you know, oh, yeah. get, uh, get it in hot, in, you know, right? It. Yes, you, you can leave a bowl on the uh, on the outside with a sign on it says "Happy Halloween." Take one, take one scoop. Yeah, you know, one scoop of cream I, I, corn. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah, I did that once. You know what happened? Some very miscreants. No, some very furry, uh, be-toothed uh, animal <laughs> came and ate the whole thing I'm right sure there. some
3: raccoon gave itself diabetes. Fabulous. <laughs> <Exactly. laughs> <laughs> Paper
4: and everything. I mean, it was amazing, but I, I, I heard it munching, and I was not going to go out to see what it was. Uh, I'm Jack Armstrong, sick as a dog. He's Joe Getty on this. It is... Healthy uh, as
3: a horse, by the way.
4: Tuesday, <laughs> or October 30th, the year 2018. We're setting you straight in 21-8. where Armstrong and Getty, and we approve of this program.
3: Virile as a grizzly bear. All right, let's begin the show now. Officially, according to FCC rules and regs, here we go at, wait for it, Mark. Is the Trump era a good era for comedians? Is it just unbelievable fodder or not?
4: I would not even name the era after him. Yeah. He's getting too much credit. He's the president. He's not not making the wave. He's surfing it. Hey, that's pretty pretty good.
3: That's pretty good. Sounds like uh, Dave Chappelle. Is that who that was? Trump did not bring division.
4: Division brought Trump.
3: Uh, clearly,
4: uh, what are other headlines? Marshall Phillips.
2: Al, president getting ready to end the birthright citizenship. That's no, us- he's not. That's suspended.
4: Oh, Sure, he is. That's Just- suspect. Just hush for a minute. He's right. It's stupid. He will
3: rewrite the Constitution <laughs> because he's an autocrat. He's the new Hitler. He's
4: absolutely right. It's stupid. But he can't do that.
2: The suspected mail bomber's lawyer says there's no case against the guy he's asking for bail. And Apple is offering up another big reveal
4: this morning. Coming up minutes from now, Armstrong and Giddy. Can't wait. iPad that's a griddle so you can cook sausage on it. That's what I've been waiting for. Oh, please. How does mail bag look? Oh, it's very good. Insight, mirth. Inside and, and Murph? Stuff. Oh, yeah. Yeah, some good takes on the stories of the day. Fantastic all on the way on The Armstrong and Getty Show.
1: Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation.
0: The Armstrong and Getty Show.
4: Cold and flu season, I say that having no idea what cold and flu season is. It's just, seems like it's always cold and flu season. I just, My say experience. It when, I just say it whenever I get sick. Right, exactly. But it's funny how colds vary. I had one recently. It was like barely a cold. I mean, it's just I had it and I was aware of it, but it was slightly troublesome. Right. Then you get colds that are like, like pr- practically take you down. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's as bad as you
3: feel. Uh, with some of those big-name diseases. Yeah, yeah, They get yeah. all sorts of positive
4: press. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> now, colds can be absolutely terrible. Uh, or fine. <clears throat> or just, you know, hardly anything. Yeah. They vary quite a bit. Mailbag.
3: It's your freedom-loving quote of the day <clears throat> from Nathan Fraser. There are two types of people in this world. People who think the government is looking out for their best interests. And people who think... Oh, that's not fair.
4: Oh, yes it is.
3: (laughs) People who think the government is looking out for their best interests. And people who think... The election is not the first Tuesday in November, Jack. More misinformation. It's the first Tuesday after the first Monday.
4: Okay.
0: Ah.
3: Gotcha. So it could be the second... Rarely. It'll never be the first. Correct. Isn't that a little sad? (laughs) No, it's not. Al Anonymous, for some reason, writes um, Good morning, Jack Joe. I'm writing to you guys this morning to ask about the Department of Veteran Affairs. I haven't heard you guys talk about it recently because of the news cycle of modern America. I would like to have a segment on how the VA system is currently doing, or maybe a a podcast. Do they Uh, hint as to how it's doing? Signs off KPTTCOYF. Keep putting those tuna cans on your feet. <laughs> um, thank you, Al. That is an excellent idea, sir. I I have a suspicion, rather strong, strong suspicion, that if there's been progress, it's been halting at best. But I don't know the answer. We would have to look into that. I would say if you're a vet and have struggled in the past to get appointments, you've been abused by the bureaucracy, you know exactly what was going on. Uh, during the time of the scandals, uh, has it improved? Email us mailbag at armstrongandgetty That's mailbag at armstrongandgetty I remember a number of the uh, most egregious veteran abusers were merely reassigned to different medical yep, centers. Absolutely, because you practically have to commit a mass murder to get fired from the federal government. Uh, speaking of death, which I hate to, but it's a it's a it's a lighthearted mention. We we're talking about uh, autonomous vehicles and how they'll have to have sophisticated programming for which way they veer in an uh, accident. The old trolley car dilemma: Do they kill the the three uh, older guys or the uh, pregnant lady and the young man? And what what do we do? Where which way do they go? Uh, Tom writes as a 62-year-old white male, fat, disabled, and the proud owner of two cats. I guess my days are numbered. Damn technology. Tom, I suggest that autonomous vehicles will swerve out of their way to hit you and take you out, just so you're not a hazard
4: in the future. I'm sorry, but that's the brave new world. It's an interesting ethical question, but it's also a uh, very difficult. I got to believe from an insurance standpoint, from a technological standpoint, how are we actually going to deal with that?
0: F- from a consumer yeah. standpoint, there, if people want a car that will drive itself off a bridge to save a school bus. But people will not buy that car for themselves. Nope. I don't know how you cross Hire that. Hire better bus
4: drivers. <laughs> right, Right. Yeah, I, I agree. Yeah,
3: on the other hand, as always, human beings have a tendency to compare things to perfection as opposed to the reality uh, or the current deal. What do we have now? A bunch of Honyucks staring down at their cell phones who just kill everybody in their path. Cause accident after accident.
4: Well, I, I'm anti-self-driving car, but I realize that <clears throat> I will be forgotten you're in probably, history. You're probably one of them sovereign citizens. All your
3: libertarian
4: talk. Not to be a they downer, ought to be but, on a government list. Not to be a downer, but a buddy of mine texted me yesterday. He got uh, got a phone call. His mom was running an errand. Killed in a car wreck. Oh, my God. Wow. Headed, headed to the grocery store. And, yeah, it's terrible. That's it. Terrible. And, you know, it's funny, we were on a podcast yesterday talking about the dangers of the world, terrorism, shark attacks, whatever. The most dangerous thing we all do every day is get in our car and we don't even think about it. Oh, yeah, 100%. And we don't even take it very seriously. We get in our car and stare at our texts and stuff while we're flying down the highway. Well, a lot of people do. Um, you know, if you took it as
3: seriously as it ought to be taken, I think you'd be so full of anxiety you would, you would not be able to function as a right. human. Um, let's see, uh, oh, uh, Craig writes, he was, uh, listening to our friends, John and Ken. Uh, KFI Los Angeles. Uh, indeed. Um, and they were talking about the number of crimes the MAGA bomber committed without serving any jail time. And I was unaware of this as a bodybuilder, the alleged steroid user. Oh no, I've seen his picture shirtless. He was a steroid user. Oh yeah, he apparently frequented the kind of vitamin stores catering to that group. And his offense was petty larceny for returning vitamin bottles for refunds with the vitamins gone and the bottles filled with beans. Wow, dude, really? Beans? That is
4: what funny. a nut.
3: Yeah, yeah, um, and, and Craig suggests surely there's a government database somewhere in which authorities can input a bunch of dopey, wily, coyote bombs sent to politicians, um, you know, type offenses, or, you know, I would say returning beans to a bodybuilding vitamin store is a pretty good sign you're going to do something else ridiculous. Uh, let's see. Oh, and for the Trump Halloween, I would actually vote for the guy, and I always write in Mitt. If he and Melania would dress up as Boris and Natasha... From the Bullwinkle cartoons for Halloween. Uh, that's funny. That is funny. <laughs> Moose and squirrels. <laughs> that's just fine. Uh, thank you, Mitt. Let's see. What else do we have here? Uh, here's a little reminder uh, from frequent correspondent Kemper. Don't forget to remind your listeners to include realistic prop firearms along with their costume accessories and to keep it real by brandishing them playfully if someone dressed like a police officer confronts them uh, at or outside the party. I can't tell whether they don't broadcast the body count each November 1st, but do remember occasional reports of uh, people dressed as cops, frightening merrymakers who call the real police, who draw their weapons playfully when the real cops arrive,
4: and then die because they wouldn't lower their gun when ordered to. Does this happen a lot? I don't know. I don't know. I'm thinking it doesn't. I don't know. Um, I know at my uh, kid's school, no props. You can wear your costume to school, but no props of Mm -hmm. any kind, which includes a mask or well, you know, a lightsaber, any of that stuff. I'm not exactly sure why that is. I guess the mayhem it would cause. Yeah, let's see. Yeah, That's not so good. Uh, that's that's not so good. Uh, you know, we got a nice note from... Uh... So then they called the, the, the GNC or whoever called the police and said, Hey, this guy keeps returning things. But the, the, the medicine's not in there, or the, the powder's not in there, right. it's full of beans. Yes. And that was a crime, and he yes. got convicted of it.
3: Petty larceny.
4: Correct. Wow. Yeah. That must have been in a state where crime is illegal. It's uh,
3: actually now lawful to commit crimes in Corruptifornia. Uh, Johnny uh, sent us a really nice article about the recent court decision, the Dynamex decision, which crushed independent contractors in Corruptifornia. It's a really good editorial. I don't think we'll get heavily into it, but he also mentions that he's the guy who printed the uh, Chaos and Ugliness t-shirts for us, which we're uh, truly appreciated, and I wear them to this day, Johnny. Thank you. Let's see. Guys, can't believe you missed yesterday's awesome band name, Tuna Can Stripper Fight. <laughs> is that a band name or a kind of retro punk rock, Sex Pistols, Meet the Clash, Fusion? Um, is that a band name or is that an album name? My, I felt like that was an album name when I heard that. Yeah. Yeah, uh, of course, if it is a band, tuna can stripper fight could tour with Panic at the Disco in the all-too-long-a-name band tour, package tour. Uh, blah, 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 blah. And then a more serious note from TJ here. Cannot put into words or sound bites the complex nature of the hate we see today. No, I think that's a really good opening line. Everybody's trying to characterize all the ugliness they see to suit their own purposes and, and in an oversimplified way. So unique and crazy Bowers and Sayok, that's the synagogue shooter and the, the wacky stripper, fake Indian bomb chucking bean returner, <laughs> tuna can wielding a naked fighter. Uh, they cannot be classified other than the mutual hate they have for themselves and the people they target. At some point, when does the news media take responsibility for the misrepresentation of the real news so that nuts feel the need to take action? I think you can attribute Trump's political rhetoric as being partly responsible. There's always been political rhetoric, though. What's changed? Over-reporting and misrepresentation of the facts by the media. The divisiveness comes from the people aligning themselves with news organizations being unable to make their own decisions. Sad state of affairs won't change till the news organizations take ethical responsibility in reporting. The line is blurred between reporting and analysis.
4: Uh, That's part of it. So Hillary Clinton was asked the question, are you going to run in 2020? And she said, I'm not even going to think about it until we get through the November 6th election, which everybody took as a, she's thinking about it. That's a yes. That's absolutely a yes. And uh, a number of high-profile Democrats have reacted to that statement as they want to snuff this one out early on the Democrat side. Republicans would love it if Hillary ran. Are you kidding? Democrats don't want it. I'm sure most Democrats reacted like Homer Simpson did when something would frighten him. Ah! So, I will tell you more about that coming up. Marshall's News in a moment. You are listening to The Armstrong and Getty Show. Oh, sweet On the idea of Hillary Clinton running in 2020 for president, one Democratic strategist who was behind her last time said, I think we need to turn the page, but said the argument is pretty decent. She's a year younger than Donald Trump. She's four years younger than Joe Biden, and she got 65 million people to vote for two years ago. Counter-argument, she's Hillary. <laughs> Let's get the news now with Marsha Phillips. Uh,
2: President Trump says he is going to be signing an executive order ending birthright citizenship for babies born in the U.S. to mothers who aren't citizens. Now, how ridiculous! We're the only country in the world where a person comes in, has a baby, and the baby is essentially a citizen of the United States for eighty-five years with all of those benefits. It's ridiculous.
4: It's ridiculous, and it has to end. He made that comment. It is ridiculous. It's been ridiculous. It should end for a long, long time, but but he can't end it. He made the comment during an
2: interview last night with Axios on HBO. Trump says he's talked to counsel and that he has the power to change the rules. You can definitely do it with an act of Congress,
3: but
4: now they're saying I can do it just with an executive order. Who's saying that?
0: Is,
3: Nobody's
4: saying that. His counsel Nobody who went to eighth that. grade is saying that. <laughs>
3: <laughs> the base is saying we'd like to hear it, and I would like to see it happen, honestly. It's a ridiculous interpretation of a measure that was enshrined in the Constitution purely to make it clear that the slaves were citizens, that nobody could exclude them because they weren't free men or whatever. If you're born here, you're a citizen, shouted Abe Lincoln in the Congress, not realizing that, you know, in the era of near-instantaneous global travel that all this other stuff would go on. Trump,
4: Trump didn't even do a good job of making his own argument. It's not the one person that's a citizen and gets 85 years of benefits if they want them. It's the whole chain migration thing that now the whole family comes in because of that one person who was born here. Yep.
2: Meanwhile, the president's going to be visiting Pittsburgh today in the wake of Saturday's massacre at the synagogue there. He's going to be joined by the first lady, and his daughter and son-in-law, Ivanka and Jared Kushner, are coming along with him. They're Jewish, and they're going to be expressing their support or the support of the American people and to grieve with the pittsburgh community now some like the democratic mayor of pittsburgh say that trump uh, should ask the victims families if they want him to come and he should wait until the funerals are over but the uh, tree of life rabbi jeffrey myers was saying that trump is quote certainly welcome stating i am a citizen he is my
3: president
4: um, uh, We were talking about two kinds of people earlier. We got a text from somebody that said, why is there always two kinds of people? Seems like there's a lot more kinds of people. But there's,
3: Certainly, there could easily be
4: three. There are two kinds of people when it comes to uh, horrors that happen and what they expect out of the president. How many times did I hear over the weekend, the nation needs their president to help heal them? I don't. I don't need that at all. Uh, when that something would be happens, an incredible distraction. When something happens, I do not need a speech from any president at all for me to deal with it. It plays no role in my life. Those of you who feel like... You need to hear from the president something for you to grieve? It's I find very weird.
3: I get the idea that it's a symbol of the nation knows that something terrible has happened here and we're with you and we're sympathizing. As a symbol, it's fine. The idea that it's a necessity, I don't get. That, that goes straight to the worshiping the president as a, 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 a king or, or worse, a god. That without that god's blessing, the the healing cannot begin. What the hell is that? It's, it's unhealthy. That's what it is. Meanwhile, he's just... Oh, and the other thing is, and this is a great example of it. I mean, sweet mother of grief, you got all these beautiful, innocent people gunned down by an angry friggin' moron, and, and we're arguing about Donald J. Trump. Really? Is everything about Trump? When your husband asks, what do you want to have for dinner tonight, do you bring up Trump? When you talk about the World Series, is it through the lens of Trump? You know, how about at the birth of your child, you start arguing with the doctor about Trump? What's the matter with you, America?
2: Meanwhile, the accused Florida mail bomber is still in jail in Miami. Cesar Seyhawk's attorney, James Benjamin, says the evidence against his client, though, is very weak.
0: If a jury heard what's in that complaint, he'd get a not guilty, he'd be out the door. There's not
2: enough there. It says, we can't confirm this fingerprint. It says, we can't confirm DNA. That's all it says.
3: Yeah, so, how about the beans and the returned vitamin jars, huh?
2: 56-year-old's lawyer uh, has been granted more time to prepare a request for bail, which prosecutors say they will oppose. Meanwhile, it's also being reported that Sayok had a list of more than 100 other possible targets floating around.
4: So are they going to pass him off as a crazy person? Is that going to be a defense? I mean, I saw his mm, van. Probably, He didn't look crazy based on his van. <laughs> probably. I'm telling you, it was so weird. Over
3: the weekend, I saw a guy living in a van exactly like that, parked outside a government office in really? Phoenix. Yeah. Wow. And I, you know, I slowed down and glanced at the guy, and man, it's, I thought, well, how interesting. Here's, uh, here's uh, you know, Tuna Can guy's uh, cousin up here, and he did not look to be terribly stable either. It's the vehicle of the lunatic. It, it clearly is. Well, there's room to sleep, for one thing. Apple is
2: getting ready to announce some new updated products today, including a new iPad Pro, a MacBook Air, and a number of other hardware upgrades. It's going to be their second product event this month. It is scheduled to get underway at 7 o'clock this morning, West Coast time, in Brooklyn. Apple getting ready to unveil.
4: Uh, Fix autocorrect.
0: (laughs) Hold back the uh, Air whatever and fix autocorrect. (laughs) Unlikely to be addressed. One of the the bigger things coming out of this is the possibility that they're going to make a desktop computer that will be upgradable for the first time. Uh Meaning that you can now buy an Apple and then piecemeal it and keep up with technology uh, increases, which is something that every other computer has been able to do. Do you mean desktop or laptop? Desktop. Really? Yeah, yeah. So there there are other... Yeah, previous Apples haven't done that. Uh, This is what's being... Thought is going to be a thing, and if it happens today, this will be a big deal for Apple. Who who buys desktops at this point? Is I it do. like gamers? Yeah, that's that's because you need super crazy crunching uh, power. Uh, any sort of if you have any sort of desire to stream or upload or do video editing for YouTube style things, that's mm-hmm. having powerful desktops do that. Although uh, laptops can do that as well. Um, but just the the ability to upgrade beyond what you buy in yeah, we get in it. the original yeah. case. Golden State Warriors forward Oh Clay. my god. Did you did you follow this? Go yes. ahead, Marshall. Holy Golden crap. Golden
2: State Warriors forward Clay Thompson had a huge night Monday night's 149 to 124 win over the Bulls, Thompson setting a new NBA record for NBA history.
4: 14 threes breaking Steph Curry's record. Here's the deal. He played 27 minutes. Yes. Oh, he only played 27 minutes. Yes. Six. Yes. Three quarters. Yeah. Un- unbelievable.
2: 52 points. Take the fourth off. Yeah. That's fine.
4: Yeah. Like you don't he have had to play.
3: a hot potato in his hands. Catch it. Jack
4: it up. It's the <laughs> third highest score any team's had in a half ever. Um, if they'd have played hard the whole game, they, they might have set the NBA record, but they just they don't ever need to.
3: Wow, and that is days after Steph Curry scored 51 and made, what, 11, 12 three-pointers? 11, yeah. 11, yeah. that's two. Also ridiculous. in three quarters. Yeah, wow.
2: There you go. That's Break a- up the Warriors. That's a wrap. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips. Armstrong I'm starting show. The conscience of the nation. I want them to score 200
4: on somebody. Yeah, they they should make that a goal. They need a goal. They should play all four quarters against a bad team and score 200 points. Yeah,
3: sorry. Sorry, guys.
4: We're, we're proving a point tonight. Yeah. Sorry
3: about the Humiliation. Maybe buy everybody a Rolex at the end of it or something.
4: (laughs) Feel free to try to stop us. We just want to see if we can score 200 points in an NBA game. Crazy. Robert Gates called General Stanley
3: McChrystal the uh, greatest fighting man I've ever known. Uh, roughly, I've lost the quote. Something like that. Trust me on that. And uh, we'll be talking to General McChrystal. Oh, perhaps the finest warrior and leader of men in combat I have ever met. Wow. We'll talk to him uh, right after the, the news. So He's got a to book to
4: out about leadership. About, yeah. Yeah. I want to I hear what he has to say about that. Yeah, leaders, myth, and reality on the Armstrong and Getty Show.
1: Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the of nation. nation. Of the nation. McDonald's has announced that it is bringing back the McRib for a limited time, nearly a year after it was last on the menu. McDonald's made the announcement after moving some old boxes in the freezer. (laughs) These are still here? The McRib's back!
4: It's probably about right. Hey, Hey, look, we got some left. The kitsch appeal of the McRib is just. Well, are they? Are they? Is it a legitimate item, or is it just to get attention? It was a legitimate item at first. I don't know. I, I know people
3: act all excited about it, but I think it's ironic, and it's just shopworn irony to me. I like good, fresh irony,
4: fresh sliced. It's the worst thing any restaurant has ever put out on purpose.
3: It's congealed
4: pork goo. Yeah, I mean, it's meat,
3: arguably, in that it's not bone, nor fur.
2: Why do I hear the clip-clop of hooves? Uh, I'm sorry, I
3: I just bumped it. (laughs) Pick your animal. We are at a tipping point in America. Few people realize this, but it is an incredibly important moment. More than half of Americans receive more money in various types of government transfers, like Medicare, Medicaid, food stamps. Social Security. They more than half Americans receive more money than they pay in federal taxes. And is this a
4: first time this has ever happened?
3: Uh, this sort of thing's kind of difficult to track, as you might imagine, but it is clear now um, that, that that tipping point has been passed. The problem being that now every government program or Government programs of redistribution of income in general now have majority support purely on the basis of what is best for me. Selfishness. It's no longer a question. Or, well, you'd like to think it used to be a question of what is a good policy? What should the United States do? But now the gimme, gimme, gimme coalition actually has a majority. Um, and, and that's unfair. Gimme, gimme, gimme. Um You know, if you're a vet, you're getting VA benefits, you're an oldster, you're getting the Social Security you paid into for years. But the problem is, all these things are rigged up because we get the politics we deserve, that we kick in X all our lives. And then we say, quite righteously, when we hit retirement age, I've been paying into this all my life. And having put in X, you now get X plus Y. You get more than you put in. And, of course, the government squanders all the money, so don't talk to me about the interest your money's been earning because it hasn't
4: been earning anything. Um, well, it's unsustainable, yeah. as everybody's known for quite some time, yet the uh, the cowards can't get their acts together to, uh, to say, okay, let's all just grow up here and admit that you can't keep going this direction yeah. and deal with it now before it becomes a crisis.
3: Jack, do you know what a quintile is? It's a fifth of the whole. In the lowest quintile of income, the, uh, the good folks down there uh, contribute uh, on an annual basis, and the most recent numbers they have are from 2014. Evidently, there's a lot of stuff to add up, and it takes a long time to key it into your calculator. But the lowest quintile put in $400 and got out $16,600. Hmm. Now, maybe you're into re- income redistribution, helping out the poor, et cetera. That's fine. The second quintile, they put in 3800 and got back seventeen seven. It's a hell of a lot. The third quintile, this is the middle of um, dividing people into five equal groups of uh, you know income. The middle put in ninety six hundred, got back fifteen four, still a nice big gap. Now finally, when you get to the fourth quintile, they put in eighteen six and got back fourteen thousand, so a gap there of eighteen of uh, forty six hundred dollars. In the highest quintile of income, those people put in $75,000 and got back a little less than 12000 Okay. So overpaid by about $63,000. And again, different people well, have different opinions on Well, those people have
4: inordinately distracted from the nation's wealth.
3: <laughs> right, right. Uh, so the end result is households in the bottom three quintiles have higher incomes after taxes and transfers than they do before taxes and transfers. Second to top quintile, slightly worse off. Highest quintile, sizably worse off. In other words, the top two income quintiles are subsidizing the bottom three, and it gets larger as the income goes down. The problem with this, as the great economists and thinkers have pointed out, is that once we get to the point that a majority of a voting population receives more in benefits than it pays in taxes, then voters will demand more and more wealth be transferred to them through government programs. It will then become politically necessary to extract larger and larger amounts of wealth from a minority in order to subsidize the majority. Um, James.
1: Those who have been blessed the most, who have disproportionately extracted by whatever skill, more and more from the national wealth, they're going to have to share more of that.
3: That is one of the most dangerous and disgusting things ever said by a governor of any state. Certainly pure socialism. In the words of James Bovard, whose name I'm not terribly familiar with, I assume he's an economist and thinker on this stuff, market economics will become less and less popular. Does that sound familiar? Because the voters will have realized they can, in the words of Bovard, vote for a living instead of work for a living.
4: Anyway, what are you going to do?
3: What are you going to do? Are you going to take it or, or or ship your money to offshore accounts or? Or 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 frequently not bother to make anymore, um, which lowers productivity. So the and, air- and also significantly, any cuts in federal spending mean less government benefits, either now or later. So you've got a majority here that finds uh, the idea of cutting the federal budget at all, you know, in their gut, kind of stinky, and they don't like it.
4: The U.S. Air Force had a coffee mug that cost twelve hundred and eighty dollars per mug. And it broke easily. That doesn't seem like a good deal for us. That's poor mug. So they could drink coffee in the Air Force, I guess. Anyway, so now I got they a can, mug
3: in my hand right now.
4: I could beat you both into submission.
3: Sean and Jack are in the same room with me. Kill a raccoon and pound in half a dozen two penny nails with this coffee mug. Cost me twenty
4: bucks. But because of the way they're designed, the uh, the handles on the cups break easily and a new bug has to be purchased at a exp- great expense, $1,280. Well, they have de- decided that they can 3D print that part for a cost of 50 cents. Hmm. That new handle. Fantastic. It's a good example of 3D printing doing something.
3: Now, didn't we learn at one point that all of those uh, your $800 toilet seats are actually just ways to hide black ops
4: budgets? I uh, I have heard that. Doesn't mean it's true. Doesn't mean it's not just government waste. Mm. I don't know.
3: I don't know what to think.
4: It's hard to imagine how you'd end up with the $1,280 coffee mug. I remember when Clinton Gore got elected. I remember Al Gore on David Letterman with a hammer. He smashed something with a hammer and was talking about how that hammer cost $800 or something like that. Very colorful. Government hammers. Very colorful. They were going to do something about that. Al Gordon, he ever run for president? (laughs) We'll play you the clip of Hillary, uh, in which she clearly says to me she's thinking about running for president. And she and Bill have launched a nationwide tour. Oh, Lord. So that's, that's no coincidence. General
3: Stanley McChrystal,
4: very famous general, fired for being a little too frank in a
3: Rolling Stone article. As has a book about leaders, myth, and reality. I had not any particular interest in reading it till I looked through it. It looks great. Can't wait to talk to Stan McChrystal
4: next. Coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show.
1: No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
0: This message comes from Viking, committed to exploring the world in comfort. Journey through the heart of Europe on an elegant Viking longship with thoughtful service, destination-focused dining, and cultural enrichment on board and on shore. And every Viking voyage is all-inclusive, with no children and no casinos. Discover more at Viking.com.